Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Yee-hoo, dude. The second half of the NHL season is about to start, and it's completely meaningless. Yay! <laughs> Hooray. Hooray! And even better, we're going to two home games this week. Hooray! Yay! Hey, dude. I hope they were cheap. <laughs> they were. Okay, good. They were. Dude, um... All-Star Game happened yesterday. No, two days ago. Yep. Yesterday. No, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Um, and the Pacific won. Bizarre. Yay. Yay. The worst dude, division the in hockey. The worst division in hockey yeah. wins the All-Star Game. But they do have the best player. They do. Uh, you mean Tomas Hurdle? Of course. Yes, who scored, I believe, five goals <laughs> in uh, the tournament and was not even considered in the top four for the MVP vote. That's because it was some Twitter poll. Dude, Dude, I'm sorry. I mean, it, he scored the game-winning goal. It was ridiculous. He won the game for the I, Pacific. And what, you know, the other games, they were all like 10-7. They were these wild games. And this one was a 4-3 game. It was a, a you know, much more competitive game. And Hurdle scores on a breakaway. Yep. And he nice didn't goal. even he didn't even get in in the top four consideration. They give it to a guy on the team that lost. <laughs> I think they I think they had the poll out even before the game was over. Unbelievable. Dude, I mean, it, it just it, uh, insulting, dude. Insulting. Dude, it, I I cut a tweet from Helene Elliott, who is a writer for the LA Times. She covers the Kings, and she says, "I love hockey." This is not hockey. I wish the NHL could figure out a better way to showcase the sport because this no hit, no try exhibition isn't it. That's 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 how I feel about this All Star Game in a nutshell. Yeah, the, the MVP is it, the games are ridiculous. The MVP award is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it's watching those guys coast around and just sit there and try and do five foot saucer passes to each other. I mean, I don't know what that is. Well, it's you know I think everybody's afraid of getting hurt, right? Sure. You don't want to. No. Which is 100% reasonable. I mean, I'm so not you just saying, get rid of it. Get rid of the all-star game. You got to do something different. I, what do I you wish do? I wish I knew, but I mean, do it I, at the end of the year, like uh, the NFL. Cause that sucks too. Yeah. That sucks too. Maybe you, maybe you just get rid of the games. I, I kind of like the skill stuff, the, the pageant of putting on the Justin Bieber mask. I could do without that, but uh, you know, the, the fastest skater people try for that. The hardest shot people try for that. You got to find some stuff where people actually try and showcase the skill of these players because those games are not showcasing the skill of the play. I mean, the goalies aren't trying. It's so obvious oh, the goalies no. aren't I trying mean, either. No, they, that it was embarrassing. Uh, the first goal of the game within the first like twenty seconds, Holpe barely moved. I mean, it was yeah. uh, nobody. It's like watching, you know, it's that that Vladimir Putin game where he scores like twenty goals, <laughs> and like the goalie just like falls over oh, even right. before he shoots. It's yeah. like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm getting less and less of a fan of the All Star Game every year. I would not shed a tear if they got rid of the whole thing. I mean, they've changed it so many times. It's a tournament. It used to be a game. It used to be full side, full sides. Now it's three on three. I mean, it's changed so much. It's sort of beyond recognition of an NHL game at this point. Just get rid of it. Just do extended something else. I don't care what. I mean, do a fashion show. It doesn't matter. Oh, dude, a fashion show. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I mean, it's like I'm going to pull that quote in a year. <laughs> Oh, Almost well. All is. right, let's not waste any more time on that. 
Yeah. Yikes. The All-Star game, it's hard for me to get excited or not excited about the MVP award and the All-Star game. Right. I'm well, glad Hurdle seemed to have a great time. It's good that he went. He has a great time. He, he's everywhere. a good ambassador for the game without question, and that's really kind of what the weekend's about. Of course. The games themselves, not so much. But, dude, there was another big piece of news that came out this week, even though there weren't any Sharks games. Hasso Plodner gives a statement. His who, one his one for the year. Yeah, he's met his quota. And certainly the biggest news in the statement is his confidence behind Doug Wilson and reiterated the success the team has has gotten under Wilson and that he uh, trusts him to fix what is wrong with the Sharks. It's pretty clear the Sharks are fairly broken at this point, not going to make the playoffs, probably going to trade some players away at the trade deadline and Plotner expressed confidence in Wilson being able to write this ship. Dude, what was your reaction to that statement? Um, surprise, uh, surprise that that statement was made now, um, with so much more to go. I just think if the sharks are, if the Sharks somehow that pick ends up being a top three pick, I mean, that's going to be very hard, I think, for me as a fan to digest. Like, it's just yeah. going to be really hard to watch another team pick a franchise-type young player and have the Sharks trot out the same group of guys who are locked into long-term deals that have underperformed so badly this year. Um you cannot dispute the success that Doug Wilson has had and what he has done for this organization. You can't dispute that. Mm -hmm. And he has been a great GM for this team. But I think at a certain point, sometimes it's time to move on. And I, I can't say that I am a hundred percent. He needs to go, but uh, I don't know how he can, fix his own mess i just don't know that he can do it i don't know what is what he can do well by that by that token so by that reasoning what could another gm do he's well, going to have the same contract restrictions that doug wilson has today well i think what another gm would do is he would start taking it apart and i'm not from the reports that i've read from pierre lebrun the sharks are not interested in dismantling their quote unquote core such as which, it is. Which disturbs me a little bit because, right. um, yeah, did we all think this was going to be a better uh, team than they are? Yes. Yeah, we did. We had high expectations for them this year. They flopped so badly that, you know, to, to and hear that the reports that they're not considering breaking them up, which I mean, I think, you know, you can't. We've talked about this for several weeks. You can't. You can't trade players with multi-year deal years left mid-season. Yeah. That kind jo of deal doesn't Jones happen. is untradeable. Vlasic is untradeable. Burns is untradeable. Carlson's untradeable. Couture is untradeable. Probably. Well, I don't think that they're they're untradeable in this moment. I think that Martin Jones is untradeable. Period. Those other guys, I don't know that they're untradeable in the off season. Um. You know, even reading a report, you know, about, you know, from LeBron talking about Brendan Dillon, that if the Sharks want to maximize their return on him, they're going to have to retain salary. Aye. That for a player in a top, you know, bottom three D-man role, if they want to get a second round pick, he's speculating they're going to have to retain salary. For just this year, though. 
for just this year. But who, who cares? Okay, well then, then you do it. But that's still, you know, you're. It just shows where the franchise is right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've been in this position. We were in this position, you know, before the cup run where Doug Wilson sold off very, you know, astutely some uh, depreciating assets in Douglas Murray and Ryan Klo got some draft picks in return. And, you know, that was, you know, in retrospect, those were all solid moves, right? Mm -hmm. But this is different this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. You it's know, different. It's, it's different. definitely different. And I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would have a problem with Plotner like standing behind Doug Wilson in, in June. I just don't know if the timing is right for this right now. Yeah, the optics of it, I'm less concerned about. I'm, I'm more concerned about is Doug Wilson the right person to lead this team forward? And of course, you have to be concerned about falling in love with your own decisions in the past, right? And and you see that oh, I made this decision. It would be, it would undermine my credibility if I went back on it. Therefore, I have to always back it. I mean, you have to consider the fact that signing all these players to long-term contract deals is a bad move. I, I mean, you have to think about it. And just because you're the one that signed Vlasic and Burns and Carlson and Kane to all these long-term contracts, well, maybe it's no longer the time for that for the team to have them. And, and if you can't get rid of them, then you got to find a way to get rid of them, even if you're the one that signed them. And maybe that means you went back on what you did before, but that's what the team requires going forward. I, I just don't see how this team could be, un unless there's some sort of sea change in either the locker room or some of these young players have huge breakouts, which none of them are having right now in the AHL. You know, this team's going to be bad for five years or more. Um, you know, this is, un if, the, if Doug Wilson wants to actually return this team to possibly a playoff position next year, he has to get rid of some of these guys. The only thing that I can think, and it's the others, you know, in the steps of uh, of action here, right? We we've called it mm -hmm. pretty close so far, right? When it wasn't going well, okay, uh, you know, they needed to make a goalie change, right? Now we had advocated for getting rid of Dell and bringing in someone else. Instead, they've turned to Dell, and that's been the right move, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but getting rid of getting Jones out was the solution. The second was if it, that still wasn't working, well, these went hand in hand. You have to change the coach because you can't change the players. And that's what they did. And I, I'm convinced that if Doug Wilson is the one who's still around, that, you know, they're going to go after one of these big name free agent coaches, probably La Violette right. is my guess since he has a good track record of fixing things yep, and they're going to bring him in and say, you have a, an assortment of former all-stars, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that Carlson and Burns were both not on the all-star team tells you everything, right? Yeah, yeah. These are Norris trophy level defensemen that were not invited to the all-star game. Yeah. Instead, you know, Tomas Hurdle was invited and he's a very good NHL player, right? But he is not on the same level as those other two guys. Right. And that it probably wasn't even, you couldn't even dream of inviting either of them because of how bad their seasons have been. Yeah, it's true. That tells you everything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I suspect that that's what will happen next is that they will turn to one of these veteran experienced coaches, you know, to try and fix 
what they have and they won't be able to do a lot or try to do a lot to altering this core. And I, you know, dude, I mean, we're rooting for every move, right? I mean, we're rooting for everything. We don't want Doug Wilson to fail. No. You know, I want the Sharks to go 30-0 and here at the end of the year and make the playoffs, right? I mean, we're going to be rooting for it. It's not realistic. It's not going to happen. No. I mean, well, let me say this, dude. Would it, would it, what if the Sharks re- reel off 10 straight wins here? Mm-hmm. Does this change anything? Or no. Do you, no, it doesn't change so anything. You still sell. You still got to. Wow. I mean, like, it, it'll be interesting to see. Wouldn't that just be, wouldn't it be so sharky of that to happen? <laughs> For them to come back from break and all of a sudden be the team that we expected them to be and go on this massive run completely too late yep. and miss the playoffs by a freaking point. Yeah. Like that, that. I, I feel like I feel like oh, as I'm talking about it, I can almost just smell it that that's exactly what's going to happen. But even if they make the playoffs by the by a point, they're going to play the Blues in the first round and get blowed out. But I think that if they're able to do that, then at least you could turn and look at each other and go, "Man, guys, we really blew the first 50 games of the season." But we could see that mm-hmm. you know there's a lot here. If they really want to stay together, if they really want to do this together. Then they've got to be, you know, in the upper third of the NHL, the final stretch here. Yeah. Or he's going to be left with no choice but then to try and make some sort of significant alteration to this core. You know, I, I think you would have to consider doing that if you were unable to land one of these coaches. But I'm, that's kind of my thought here is that that's, that's the road they're traveling, right? That... And and they'll have to acknowledge that the supporting cast, this you know, turning it over to the young guys, was a, a tremendous failure. Oh yeah, and it an hasn't in, worked. And an indictment of how poor the Sharks' drafts have been. Mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. And and they made that change already, right? They installed <laughs> Doug Wilson's son as the draft guy now, right? Because they got they got rid of the previous you know draft guru for the Sharks. Um, yeah, they they're kind of all in on the Wilson family here. Uh, yeah, actually, the one thing that I think might actually really help the Sharks out, and I can't remember if it's this coming season or the season after, is, you know, what could be the Sharks saving grace, but maybe, maybe not, is the expansion draft. Because some of these contracts might get taken by the new Seattle team. Burns does not have to be protected. He has a limited no-movement clause, which means he is not required to be protected. I think Carl, the one, the players that have a complete no move clause have to be protected by the rules, which means Carlson and I think Vlasic, but nobody else. Maybe Seattle might take some of these guys off our hands and the Sharks might have some breathing room at that point. I mean, you lose them for nothing, obviously. But wh- is there any team that would take any of these contracts for nothing right now? No. These contracts are worse, less than zero at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we've seen, you know, the, the P.K. Subban deal stands out to me in that, you know, uh, you know, he was able to get moved in the mm-hmm. offseason. Yeah. Um, not for a great return, but for a return. And this is a player that is definitely on the downside of his career. Not a bad player, right? But just on the downside. And that I think there would be a market for some of these veteran players. You would not get fair value for their past sure. accomplishments. Of course not. You would be getting fair value for the price tag that comes with them and, you know, the term that's left, right? And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really, 
I think what will happen is that they will turn to a new coach and roll the same guys out there, hoping that he can fix it. And maybe he can. I feel kind of bad for Bob Bugner because I don't think there's really... I can't see any way forward where he remains as coach. There is a way forward. They have to finish in the top 10 in the final third of the season. I think if they can demonstrate, which they did, they were demonstrating progress. There was progress happening. I felt like they were playing better, dude. Yeah, and they, yeah for for a while. They were. And yeah. then the, this not great teams as well, I think. No, I thought on the road trip, they, they, they played well. They, they had two good wins. Um, with after Couture got hurt, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and they were in a, a bunch of those games. They were losing one goal games, and then they just got completely housed the last week, and it went back to the way it was. You know, they just lost total focus, yeah. right, and ate it, and. That's got it. I mean, he's. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't even want to freaking be here. You right. look, look at these guys and go. You guys can't. What's What's the matter with you? And that that goes back to trying to identify what's the problem. Like, what is the problem here? Are they just all on the downsides of their, of their career all at once? Is that what's happened here? Hard to say. But that. But you bring up a good point, which is there might be more than one coaching opening in the off season. Would La Violette want this job? Because yeah. I think that it's possible he may not want it. That's that's true. You're <laughs> right. I mean, you you pull up the standings, dude, and we can try and guess into you know the jobs that are going to be available. You know, as I've said before, I'm I'm pretty confident that that Bill Guerin will fire Bob uh, uh, Bruce Boudreaux. Right. I mean, they they're playing very poorly, um, and that's not his coach. Right. I mean, yep. he's the new GM. I think if he's not out of contract, I think he he could be gone, right? Um, if you look up and down the Pacific Division, you got to think that all the coaches in this division are probably safe, right? Yeah. You look in the Central, you got to think that Dallas maybe will have an opening. Is it, that that Dallas could be the team if they, um, you know, they've played good under Rick Bonus, but. You know, you could see the interim tag never being removed and and them going after, you know, the word is that, you know, th- they almost hired Gallant before they hired Montgomery and that, that, they, that that's where Gallant okay. will land. So let's just assume that, that that might happen. The other team Gallant is tied to is the Detroit Red Wings because of his friendship with Eisenman. But if you're Gallant, why the hell would you want to go there? Yeah. I mean, like that 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 is a more than a long term project. You look in the metro, the Devils might have an opening, you know, I mean they have an interim coach. I mean if you're La Violette, it, you know, if you've got the Sharks or the Devils. You take the Devils. Really? Yeah, they got two number one picks. They got two number one picks playing. It, and and they and, seem to they seem Subin. to have some, some crazy owners, dude. Yeah, they just that, fired their GM on a true. whim. That's true. I don't know. I don't know that that's a great work environment. That's a good point. You know, okay. I wonder how much that kind of stuff factors into a coaching. You know, to where you would land as a coach. The rest of the metro, I think, is they're all on stable yeah. stable ground, right? Yeah. Jeff Blaschel in Detroit. You know, who knows? I don't think that's his fault. You know, and nah. they've got a terrible roster. Um. You know, I mean, an interesting name, dude, that, that we haven't talked about. But, I mean, if Montreal misses the playoffs, could Claude Julien be out of a job? It's possible. You know, I mean, sure. like, if if Claude Julien was out of a job, 
you would think that Doug Wilson would have him on speed dial. Sure. You know, so that's another veteran coach who could maybe be available, right? Yep. Um, and then looking at the rest of the... You know, I, let me ask you this. If Tampa Bay loses again in the first round, you got to think John Cooper's fired. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Okay. Well, I'm just saying... If, if you can't win okay, with that roster... Okay, but listen to me. <laughs> but I, I'm not saying that I want John Cooper. I'm saying that if he gets fired and they're looking around going, this isn't working, and I see LaViolette, I yeah. see Gallant, I see uh, Babcock, yeah. I see... Uh, Boudreaux, I see Julian maybe out yeah. unemployed, then you're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. I think that they go, This isn't working, this team is way too good. We're gonna and then that's the best job. Oh, for sure. So you worry about that. But Tampa Bay's in second place right now. They're they're peaking at the sure, right time. Of course. Dude, they they're gonna make the playoffs. Oh yeah. Well we've seen I'm just saying we've seen this story before. Sure, sure. Right? That if they get a, a crap draw, right? Like if they they could possibly draw Toronto, they could draw Toronto. That's a miserable draw yeah. for a wild card team. That would be. They fun. could draw Carolina. That's a that's you. Yeah. Congratulations, right? I yeah. mean, like, so it could be not a layup in the first round, and they that's exactly what they lived last year. Right. You draw. Actually, it'd be amazing if they drew the Blue Jackets again. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be the best. Yeah. That yeah. would by far be the best. Right. So, anyways. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, you know, there'll be no shortage of good coaching. And I don't know that there's a lot of openings. I mean, how many did we just list? Two or three. Two or three. I mean, Minnesota, that's not a better job than the Sharks. No, yeah, I agree with that. Dallas, that's a better job that's than the Sharks. Job, sure. You know, um, oh, yeah. New Jersey, I'm not sold that that's a better job than the Sharks. And Tampa Bay, that is a better job. Detroit, that's not a better job than the Sharks. So I think they would have the opportunity to be heard out at least. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, this is a question that we're going to be talking about for the rest of the season. I know. And I, at some point at the, during the year, we're not even talking about Seattle. I mean, like, right. you know, I mean, Seattle's a factor in this, right? Sure. Of course. And to be. you know, I'm, it's kind of cruel, but you know, that they were speculating about it on the 31 thoughts podcast even though Dallas has won seven out of 10 and in this playoff position, do the stars risk not getting the coach that they speculate that they covet in Gallant by letting him stay on the market? Because if you do that, then he could end up going somewhere else and then you're stuck with something that you don't want. It's, it's, yeah. it's a risk. Sure. It was just, it's like crazy that the Vegas Golden Knights hired Pete DeBoer. You know, it's, well, like, it's, it's totally nuts, yeah. right? And um, so far, not great returns on that. You know, they went one, one and one or whatever, right? It's way too early, but that's just, that's such a bad marriage. I just, I think it, the more I've thought about it, it's, that's just not. It doesn't seem like the right it, fit. It doesn't seem like the right fit at all. Like uh, for how that, that team's identity. Um, I don't think, I, I just, I don't think that's going to end well. I think that yeah. that's going to they're going to come crashing down to earth and be more like the team that I think everybody thought they were going to be which was essentially a bunch of castoffs who overperformed and caught lightning in a bottle mm -hmm. in a very emotional situation. Right. Right. Right? I, I think that's I mean, true. You know, who this owner, what does he think that it, you it, it, welcome to real sports, you don't get to 
play for the cup every year. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen. That's not how it works. Right? I you, mean, looking at the looking at the matchup right now, I can't except maybe, well, assuming Vegas makes it into the playoffs, there's no way they're going to be I'm going to like their chances at all in the first round. Even if they make a run, I don't know if I like them against any of the other Pacific teams that are in the playoff position right now. Even well, Calgary is minus 12 and third in the third place, which is crazy. But I might even take Vegas over. I might even take Calgary over Vegas if they meet in the playoffs. Uh, see, I mean, yeah. I I think I would like if they can if they get on a run. You know, they've been there before, right? Yeah, like I that's think in these other teams, they haven't. So uh, I do think if they can get in and get, you know, so if they can get home ice, especially somehow, which is you know they're a point out of being in the lead of the Pacific. You know. Uh, they've got a shot. You look at the playoff picture here, dude. It's just sort of wild that the Blackhawks are in the mix. I know. The Blackhawks. Yep. It's kind of nuts, right? Like that they have played themselves into the playoff picture here. Yeah. You know, they're only four points behind Dallas for the third spot in the Central. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, well, second half of the season, dude, what are we looking for here? Like We're what, looking for... We're, we're looking for... Some sort of heart, guts, mm -hmm. you know? They're not stupid. They look at the standings. They can give all the, the canned answers they want. They know it's going to take a miracle, an act of God yeah. to get back into the playoffs. And I would like to see them play like they believe it can happen. Mm -hmm. And that's not how they played last week. They played like a team that was ready for vacation. Yeah, ready for and golf. That as a fan is that's when you see your team play like that, it's disturbing. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that just gets back to the, the bigger point is just what's wrong with them? Like, where's the t this team? We've seen them have the moment, right? They yeah. had the moment last year in the in the game seven or to even get to game seven. Right. They had the moment and they pulled off an unbelievable task last year. And for them to be a team that wins two game sevens and fights and scratches all the way to game six with significant players fighting major injury to this, it's such a huge drop off. It's well, not the same thing. It's hard not to identify the difference between that team and this one. I guess. I mean, in Donskoy. Yeah. <laughs> But dude, on the plus side, we get to go to watch them play twice this week. So bring plenty of beer money because I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna need it. We're gonna oh, need it, man, dude. dude yeah, get um, one of those double Jack and Cokes. How much do those cost these days? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. I yeah, can't it's remember. Really, really worth it. It's a lot. It dude. might be. It might be worth it in the second period when the Sharks are down four to one, and and we're like, okay, do we leave or do we just, you know suck it up and watch this train wreck. Well, I mean, I, I it's hard to go in to any of this feeling any sort of positivity, but you just got to hope that maybe somehow they're able to 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 get a win against Anaheim in some sort of convincing fashion and to start to believe that they can make some sort of a run here and they're going to have to go on a significant run <laughs> to even be considered a 
a mildly serious contender for a playoff spot. Well, we've seen teams do it. We saw St. Louis do it this year. We saw Chicago. Chicago's gone on this huge run. Tampa Bay has come back from, you know, they were way out of the playoffs. way out of it to, to being so close to being uh, ahead of Boston. Now it's not impossible. And they have the, this is the thing, you know, dude, they have the, the, the talent on paper. Like it's just, it's, it's so frustrating. I know it's frustrating. All right, dude. Well, Anaheim, Vancouver, and Tampa this week. Let's see if the Sharks can chip away and at least, you know, salvage some positivity in this season. If it's not a playoff spot, then maybe they can salvage, you know, a, an argument to keep this core together. They have to make their case. This is their time. They have to make their case to try and, you know, if they were upset that they cost DeBoer his job and now they have to play against DeBoer, well, they're going to cost Bugner his job too. That's right. And um, they're going to have to figure that out right they're gonna have to fight and play a little bit harder a little bit a lot harder. it's time to prove they still care yeah i don't know that we're convinced that they do but until then go sharks go sharks hate the show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the sales and sharks organization or the national hockey league